Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Polybites podcast, bringing you bite-sized politics. I'm joined today by Nicole Werner, the recently successful candidate for the Liberal pre-selection in the upcoming by-election in the seat of Warrandyte. Thank you for joining me, Nicole. Thank you for having me. So, we will do a little bit of a get to know you and then go into some questions. For those who are not aware, the recent member for Warrandyte, Ryan Smith, who is a Liberal MP, has quit uh, his resignation triggering a by-election as he is a lower house member of parliament. He currently holds a seat with a 4.2% margin. Uh, we're looking at having the by-election probably in late August or September. We're not 100% sure at the moment. But the question becomes what will happen with the seat? Will the Liberals be able to hold it? Ryan has been there for three terms. And as far as retaining the seat, Nicole has been selected by the party to be their candidate. We will find out about other parties' candidates probably closer to the day. But let's start out with some basics. Tell us about you, Nicole. How old are you? Do you have kids? Where did you grow up? And what is your background? I am 32. No kids. I'm married and I'm desperate for a dog, but my husband reckons that uh, it's not a good time. But we are dog-sitting his boss's puppy in a little while. So I'm looking forward to that because I've been desperate for a dog forever. Um, fun fact about me, I live two doors down from my parents um, on the street that I grew up on, uh, which my my husband says is a blessing and a curse. My parents migrated from Malaysia to Australia in the late 80s, and we are Chinese-Australian. But I married a fifth-generation farm boy from country Victoria. So he's got blonde hair, blue eyes, a 2,000-acre farm, um, his family does. <laughs> Bit of cultural kind of um, differences from time to time, I'll just say that. So I grew up in Blackburn North, one street away from the electorate of Warrandyte. Uh, basically, it's the local area and loved it. It's a beautiful part of the world. My background is in the charity and community sector, primarily in youth work, helping the disadvantaged and uh, in refugee communities and feeding the homeless. And most recently, I worked for Senator Jane Hume, who reached out to me after the state election and actively recruited me. She is amazing, and I reckon you should have her on your podcast next. I will definitely keep that in mind. I don't think I've really had many people from federal. I try not to dip into that pond too often because it gets a bit messy, but definitely something to consider as we get closer and closer to the next federal election. So for those who are not aware, Nicole was also the Box Hill candidate for the 2022 Victorian state election. And we'll go into that experience in a minute, but let's start with one question that I do really want to ask, you are obviously a young female person of colour. This is not necessarily what people would typically identify with the Liberal Party or the, the front-facing uh, brand that has been developed over time. How did you become involved in the Liberal Party? What attracted you? Yeah, that's a good question. And um, I actually got a lovely message from someone on Instagram the other day. Do you mind if I read it out? It was not at all. pertains to this. He is obviously of Asian descent, I have deduced from the message that he sent. And he goes, hey, Nicole, congrats on pre-selection on Warrandyte. I've, seen, I've been following your progress since the last federal election and you've been a real inspiration for Asian Australians like myself. You often feel a bit marginalised, not identifying with the left of politics, but not necessarily feeling always at place in an environment like the Liberal Party either. And just basically goes on to say, nice things, how can I help, blah, blah, blah. Um, all the best. And I think, yeah, that I hear what you're saying on that. And um, that is true. For me, I joined the Liberal Party because of 2020. I think you and I both had our start then, actually. I told you from those early days, 
would be refreshing your page like every time there'd be a presser because um, you would have information straight up. Anyway, sorry. In 2020, I, I know no one wants to talk about that time. No one wants to talk about lockdowns anymore. I, I understand that. That was part of why I got involved uh and really, that was what compelled me to join. I was working as a business manager of a food bank at the time. We went from feeding 200 people a week to 3,000 a week, ended up giving away a million meals in 11 months. And that was my why. I'd seen the whole face of the challenges that people were facing and also saw the reality of how government decisions impact individuals' lives having spent a whole background in in the charity sector, wanting to make a difference at a grassroots level, mm-hmm. I felt like in order to make a difference in a greater way, you want to achieve that in politics. And to that end, I remember from the sheer frustration of 2020, which many of us felt, I uh, remember just being at home in our, you know, we, it was our first year of marriage and we were working from home in this two-bedroom apartment and living on top of each other and, Anyway, I know no one wants to talk about that anymore because it's it's old news, but I remember furiously Googling join Victorian Liberal Party because to me that was the answer to the situation we were in in 2020. And obviously I looked up, you know, what the values were and the aspirational values and the reward for effort and, you know, enterprise, freedom, you know, um, freedom for individuals. All of those things resonated with me. Mm-hmm. And that was why I chose that. And- with migrant communities like the Asian Australian community, like this man that messaged me, uh, you know, has reached out from, I think it, to me, would be the natural home and the natural fit for the Liberal Party because of all the values of, like I said, hard work, enterprise, aspiration. Mm-hmm. And just to my family history, I think that's really what's shaped me as a Liberal. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother was born into poverty and as a result of that wasn't able to go to school. Her family didn't send her to school to learn to read or write. So she's illiterate to this day. She survived World War II in uh, Malaysia when the Japanese invaded Malaysia by hiding in the jungle. And she's got this amazing, you know, story of resilience and survival. And she is just a brilliant woman. She, because of that, um, you know, she tells stories of being the eldest daughter in her family that wasn't sent to school because she had to stay at home and do the housework, dropping her siblings to school and standing outside the gate trying to peer through the window so she could catch just glimpses of learning and she then had eight children my mum included they lived in a one-bedroom shack in a a small town in Malaysia and my grandmother my papa worked as hard as she could to make sure that all of her kids got an education and got a better go at life basically Uh, in in the same vein my mum then moved to Australia to join my dad at the age of 22 with this desire for a better life. And that speaks to that value of aspiration for her future family. And mum and dad, they worked, you know, a full-time job apiece and several part-time jobs. And we're talking, you know, factory jobs, cleaning toilet jobs, you know, just doing everything they could to get ahead Mm -hmm. for their couple of years in to having moved here, they were able to buy their first home. That's a liberal value too, home ownership. So, I mean, all, all, I think yeah, I say all that to say that the reason I'm a liberal is because of them, because they embody these values and because mm-hmm. that's how I was raised and that's really shaped me and that's why I chose the Liberal Party. That makes a lot of sense. And I think it's really interesting that in an age where there's so many political candidates that you look at their background and all you see is, you know, an arts degree and they were a staffer and they were an advisor. And look, this is not to say that they can't become good politicians. There's something to be said for having 
experience and understanding of a system. But on the other side of the coin, we've seen more and more that the people getting involved in politics have kind of been there for ages. They're not necessarily upset with the status quo of the way that things are going. And they maybe don't have a stronger tie to the community and the people as what they could. And I think that that's something really interesting as well from your position that you would essentially represent a change in the status quo for what politics is. You have come into a party that has a very kind of um, set brand publicly, uh, it could be said, uh, in relation to having difficulties with younger female or, or mixed ethnicity audiences. And whether that's true or not, that's the public perception. And you have come in and said, yep, no, I've been a part of my community. I'm willing to do all these things and, you know, really be there to make a difference. So that was obviously what caused you to join. You ran in Box Hill in 20, November 2022. How was that experience? It was, it was such an honour to be a candidate. And I actually loved the experience because, as you say, I, I'm of the community. I have always had this um hard to serve the community and a lot of what I got to do in that experience was exactly that. I got to advocate for change in certain areas uh, like the the level crossing removal in, in Surrey Hills. I mean, I won't go into each of the issues, but there were things that we got to be part of where mm-hmm. we were friends and representing people and speaking out for people who felt like they didn't have a voice and I loved that. And I was, I was joking with my husband last night about just even – you know, I am just your stereotypical extrovert. Like I am, um, <laughs> get so much energy from being around people. And one of the things I think that I love the most about being part of the community is even just getting down to Saturday sport and local footy. Like I, I was just, we were just having this, I don't know, funny exchange yesterday because my, yeah, my, my partner is um, an introvert. Um, so I was was talking about the difference between he and I and, you know, on those Saturdays when we'd go out and like go, you know, hang out at the local footy over there. I, I just, there are things like that where you just, I, I just loved and that there was such a privilege and obviously I'll keep doing them, you know, even if I'm not the candidate, but I, in this instance I am. Um, I, I think, you know, that experience also taught me a lot. I was so new to politics mm-hmm. and new to, in some ways, as you said, it's a benefit because I'm coming in with a fresh perspective. I'm not coming in with laden with um, you know, uh, I'm not of the system necessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, things that I did differently that I, I thought were good, but there were things I, I'm sure I could have done better and a lot of things that I learned from the experience. And I know I'm going to be better this time. Um, and, you know, we have setbacks in life. We come back better from them. And I think what last year's experience taught me is that I'm a fighter and I'm going to fight for this opportunity. And, um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to the challenges ahead. Fantastic. So let's, I mean, obviously it's a whole experience being involved in the campaign. What would be the main thing that you would like to do differently this time around? Is there any particular thing that you would take from your experience running in Box Hill that you intend to take to the Warrandyte by-election? Yeah, I, I learned a lot last year about campaigning, about my opponents, about what you face even in the, you know, running as a candidate about the daily grind of a campaign about voters so i think what's different this time is i I know more about how politics works i have a deeper understanding of how people vote so i'm approaching it differently i think i've come back with um a sense of humility as well that i am prepared to listen more i'm prepared to self-reflect more i have 
definitely improved in that way. So I think that's what I'd be, you know, that would be the difference in my approach this time around. Fantastic. Well, it certainly sounds like something you've thought about. Now, we sort of brushed on this before about your links to the Warrandyte area. Just tell me a little bit about your ties to being a local. And one of the reasons I bring this up is I was um, publicly talking about this and quite a number of other people were as well. In the current environment where the Liberal Party brand in and of itself is um, uh not doing so well to be polite you would have to essentially be relying on the individual person's brand in the local area to provide some kind of oomph in order to retain the seat this is something that ryan smith was quite well known for for the fact that he was very well liked locally and that actually had quite an emphasis on him getting elected it really wasn't you know because of the liberal party brand itself and even if it was that has been in decline for the better part of the last six months so, what links do you have to the Warrandyte area and why is it that you, I guess, want to be the local member there? At this point, can I actually pay tribute to Ryan? I have immense respect for him and he was an amazing local member for the past 16 years. We've had lots of chats. We had coffee yesterday um, and, you know, I keep saying to him, geez, it's, it's, you've left a legacy and they're big shoes to fill because people just love him in the area. So, I do want to just take a moment to say, hey, Ryan, if you're listening, thank you. You're amazing. And job well done. Good innings. I think you've got to be a local. I've grown up locally. I, I live locally. You can you can lob a tennis ball into the Warrandyte electorate from my house because we're on the border. You know, I, I grew up going to Chinese school in Doncaster East. My brother went to high school in Donvale. It's where we gym, shop, socialise. So we've got a lot of links and ties to the community from having mm-hmm. grown up. My group of best friends growing up lived in Doncaster East, Donvale and Warrandyte. I uh, was was at a press conference the other day telling them that I, I burst my first tyre on a pothole in Warrandyte and the, the state of the roads is another matter, but, um, you know, like it's it's my local area. Yeah. yeah. Another we have as well is uh, through the sports community. Uh, my husband plays uh, local footy. I mean, you could probably find it on my Instagram anyway. It's shout out to Nana Wadding. They're, uh, they're a wooden spoon, spoon team, but so is Melbourne when <laughs> they started supporting them and they came, they came good. So, we're, yeah, Nana Wadding's going to come good. Uh, but that's part of the Eastern Football and Netball League and that is one that covers the Warrandyte electorate as well. So, we've got friends uh, that are players or in leadership in all of those. Mm. You know, my heart and soul of the local community. Uh, you know, I love what they do, and um, we have a lot of ties that way, as well as friends across the electorate that own cafes and businesses that we want to work closely with and support because small business is so important as the engine room of the economy. So, yeah, lots of local ties, lots of um, uh, you know, it just you grow up in the area, you know people, and um, we're going to be you know making sure that all of those guys know that. Uh, about to be hopefully their representative in parliament fantastic well speaking of being in parliament let's get into some slightly more political questions so i've touched on this a little bit um the liberal party is seen as having issues with women and getting more diverse members but you've actually been pre-selected by members twice now so that means that the membership would have had to have voted to have you be the candidate for the party so what do you think of that assumption look i think the party understands that we need more women in the parliament and women and people of diverse backgrounds. So the fact that I've been pre-selected twice is a great endorsement that we acknowledge that 
and and a great endorsement for women that um, in my instance come from a diverse background and I think that speaks to the the fact that that is a place for you and um, as I read you know that DM that I got on Instagram I I think that's changing the the perception of us as a party as well so Mm -hmm. I'm excited to be able to represent my community in that way. So this is a bit of a sticky question, but I do have to ask it just on the basis of particularly some of the publicity over the last couple of years. Have you personally experienced any issues in the party related to being a younger female person of colour? Have you encountered any sort of internal angst with that? No, I can say categorically that I haven't in the party. The party is very inclusive, very respectful. Outside of the party, uh, just in general in politics, yes. In fact, there's a highlight little piece on my Instagram labelled trolls where they're, yeah, you know, being a multicultural female young woman uh, has its challenges in politics, not in the party but in politics, and feel free to have a look there if your listeners would like. I actually have seen one or two of those and they, um, yeah, certainly leave something to be desired about whatever party it is that those people do belong to if they think that those are in any way acceptable things to say. So going back to your pre-selection, so as soon as you were pre-selected, there were comments coming out claiming which faction you belong to. Factions drive me mental in politics. I think it's ridiculous. However, they do exist. What do you say to the claims that you are a conservative or part of the conservative faction? Em, I can tell you now, I joined the Liberal Party to be a Liberal. And, you know, I've just told that story back to 2020 when I furiously typed into Google, join the Victorian Liberal Party. I don't care for division. I stand for a united Liberal Party. I'm friends with everyone. I try to be. I hope everyone is friends with me. It's definitely from my <laughs> In politics, you're never quite sure. And there's that old expression that if you want a friend, get a dog. But you're struggling with that too. So, <laughs> Um, I'm happy to work with everyone because we are a team and that's what I stand for, the the United Liberal Party. Well, that's certainly something the Liberal Party could do with, uh, a little bit more unity perhaps. But when we come to the actual campaign and talking about that, obviously we don't have an official date yet for the by-election and it's relatively early days. What policies do you hope to run on? Um, do you think they will be all local or a mix with, with party policies or, or talk me through that? Well, to me, all politics is local. So there are local issues that are important to the people of the election of Warrandyte, namely Warrandyte Five Ways. It's a hazardous intersection. I was just there the other day, just having a look with Ryan Smith. And, uh, you know, we were talking about just the absolute neglect from the Andrews government to even have a look at it when there have been so many incidents and, and, and you know, issues around that intersection um, the cost of living, I mean, that's that's a local issue, but that's that's an issue that's affecting not just Victorians but Australians in general. I was speaking mm-hmm. to friend who lives in Park Orchards the other day and he was telling me how he's gone through a, a series of challenges with his business because, you know, Victoria is the hardest place to run a small business in Australia and essentially was saying, look, we're looking at having to sell our home. He's got two teenage kids because they can't afford their mortgage anymore. Like mm-hmm. the cost of real, real concern for people in this electorate. And also, you know, there's there's lots of families in the area. So there's the, the payroll tax on the independent schools. There's a number of independent schools in the area, namely Donvale, Whitefriars and Oxley. And that's that's a real challenge for families who are maybe in this instance struggling to pay for their bills, for 
their mortgage, let alone for their kids' school fees as well. So that's that's been a real challenge. So you know, it, it'll be it'll be based on the local issues that are important to people, what matter to people, uh, and I'll be listening so that I can advocate for them on these things. Now, one other political question that I do really want to ask, there is talk by the media and just about everyone else, to be honest, that this by-election is seen as a test of Pursuto's leadership. Would you agree? Look, it's not something I'm even thinking about. For me, it's about the people of the electorate of Warrandyte and winning the by-election so that I can represent them and fight for them in Parliament. I'm not even contemplating the leadership issues. And I'll tell you this great anecdote. I was on the radio the other morning and my husband, Fraser, um, works in a construction uh, industry and is the operations manager. Um, and at his workplace, the boys and he and him were listening to the radio interview. And, you know, this interviewer was asking all these questions and um, raised the same issue. And at the end of it, Fraser just goes to them, have you guys even heard about all of that stuff? And they're like, nah. <laughs> so, you know... Yeah, they actually live in the area, those three boys. And that speaks to the fact that, you know, that's not what pe- the people of Warrandyte are, you know, interested about or thinking about either. They're, they're wanting their local issues represented. They're wanting to know that someone actually cares about them. Someone actually cares about Warrandyte flyaways being fixed. So, um, it's not, not something that's been raised with me locally and, and not something that I'm focused on. Fantastic. So, we will end with... An elevator pitch. So I will give you an open mic. You are welcome to give your best elevator pitch to anyone listening. There are a number of people who follow the page who live in Warrandyte. Um, I've already been made aware. So give us an elevator pitch on why someone in Warrandyte should vote for you. That's great. Well, I told the story earlier about my family, but I will add to that and say this. Recently, my mum told me this story of her as a new migrant to Australia, pregnant with her first child full of hope and selfless ambition for her daughter. She says this, um, she told me this story where she was pregnant with me and she used to say when she was with me over her belly, she'd put her hand on her belly and say, I want you to be a leader and I want you to change the world. And that's, you know, that aspiration and that hope from my mum has really shaped me as an individual in the way that I've chosen to devote my life to public service and to give back to others and to make a difference. And that's who I am. I'm going to be out there every day to fight as hard as I can for the issues that count. I want to be your strong local representative in parliament. You've had a brilliant local member in Ryan Smith. I know he's well loved throughout the electorate, but in this present moment, there's been never been a more critical time for workers, families, and small businesses. It's a really cha- challenging economic time, which is quite unprecedented, where Victorian families are doing it tough. So the electorate of Warrandyte needs a fighter. You need a strong local voice who will represent your interests and hold Andrews to account. This is your opportunity to send a strong message to the Andrews Labor government. And I would love the opportunity to be able to be here to listen to you, fight for you and to serve our community. Fantastic. Good pitch. Thank you very much for your time, Nicole. Really appreciate you coming on and having a bit of a chat to us. I will obviously be following this by-election closely. The previous Aston one, I didn't follow as much. 
mostly due to the fact that it was federal and that's not really my wheelhouse. Um, but this state one, absolutely. Obviously, it's a very unique situation with by-elections where you have a single lower house seat election happening in isolation. So, whereas you would normally get not too much media attention, this has certainly got quite a bit of uh, quite a lot of eyes on it um, and we will continue to follow the progress so really appreciate you taking the time to come on and um, yeah we will follow the campaign with great interest thank you thanks so much for having me 